Welcome to Guild Wars. We are a podcast dedicated to unearthing the deep lore of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. I'm Joe Neustel, and along with my co-host, we have over 20 years of experience with the Guild Wars franchise. And we still manage to know very little about this game. So, without further ado, here he is, Melandru's dirty boy, Tyria's sweetheart, and just another Buka, <laughs> Tony Melchor. Hello. Tony, how are you doing today, Pretty bud? good. Uh, not uh, dying from the heat anymore, so that's good. Finally cooling off. We actually have clothes on in the Blanket Fort studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, in the Blanket Fort studio. Previously, we've just been naked. Episodes one through four have been completely nude. Record heat wave here in California, or the West Coast, really. Eesh, awful. Well, I heard it stays nice and cool underground, <laughs> which is where we're going to take a trip today and dig up what remains of one of Tyria's most advanced civilizations. So, we're going to dive deep into the pretty shallow lore of the Assyrians. So, I think uh, to talk about the recorded history that there is for the Assyrians, it's probably easiest if we understand a little bit about their customs and their way of life before we talk about the actual here and there, what little there actually is. Mm -hmm. So, Tony, reveal your secrets to us. Reveal your secrets to the listeners. What do you know about the Assyrians? Very, very little. I know that they're small. They're very small. Small boys. Uh, very technologically advanced. Hate everyone else who's not an Assyrian. Think they're dumb. Um, live in the. They live in the Maguma jungle. That's about. That's about it. Off the top of my head. All very good points. I don't think they hate everybody else, but they're definitely condescending. (laughs) I think that they sort of believe that everybody else is useful in, uh, in, in the fact that they're bigger and stronger, and they see an opportunity because they're dumber. Okay. What, what better... What better of a subject to have than a than a unintelligent they don't even understand quantum statics in the eternal alchemy. How are they <laughs> even gonna grasp the fact that we are manipulating them? Big fleshy humans. Big fleshy humans. What we do know is that they are subterranean, super intelligent, little fuzzy people. Mm-hmm. Feisty. <laughs> I had a strange thought. They're basically inverted dwarves, relying much less on their constitution and huh. stout, hardy nature, and relying much more on their intellect and mind to overcome the subterranean lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, they're they're an opposite for sure. Huh? Never thought of it that way. And though the cornerstone of their society is their intellect, which I'm not saying the Norn are dumb. They just do not really have a pressing... They don't have a high esteem for intelligence, necessarily, Mm -hmm. unless it helps them write their legend. But surprisingly, they're they're quite similar. 
instead of writing your eternal legend with your life and being immortalized by song and story, like mm-hmm. the Norn, the Assurans want to immortalize themselves with long portfolios of success and lists of accomplishments. Okay. So kind of the same pride. Cut but from a, the same cloth, kind a, of? Yeah, a different application. They are proud, and it leads to that air of superiority <laughs> where they view other other races as lesser or below the brilliance that their race exudes. And, I mean, why wouldn't they? We're just a bunch of bukas. We're just a bunch of bukas. Tony, what's a eyes? buka? Honestly, I'm not even sure, but I know I'm offended. <laughs> right, right. I think it's just a <laughs> slur. I think it's just a slur aimed at humans, humanity. I don't know if it extends to the rest of the mortal races, but definitely humans for sure. You're just another buka. Oh, great. Oh, great. Another <laughs> buka. <laughs> they don't believe in gods or spirits of the wild or titans or unseen ones. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> But they do believe in a system. They have a they have a belief system in the universal network of magic. This is going to get pretty far out, Tony, so hang with me here. Okay. Sounds interesting already. They believe that each and everything in the universe is connected, part of a machine that makes up the universe. Mm. They believe that by understanding it and studying it deeply they can understand its secrets and they believe that when they die they return to what they call the eternal alchemy oh that's cool okay and become just another one of its pieces to employ it's an interesting faith system yeah for being super cerebrally driven it has a lot of parallel to buddhism yeah I guess a fun fact, I just like stumbled upon this little trivia quip um, on the wiki or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Asura is some like rank of demigod in like the pantheon of Buddhist figures. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if any of that terminology is like technically correct, but some, some form of, uh, higher being in Asura. So, sure. Okay. The creators definitely were inspired by Buddhist nature when the nature of Buddhism, when, yeah. Little creatures, little fiery creatures. But it's so weird that they're driven with the one real thing that Buddhism like seeks to separate you from, which is your pride mm. and your, and your sense of, um, personal, uh, yeah. Attachment to the self. Sure. Very interesting mashup there. I'd say so. That's uh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Neither did I. I always heard it. Eternal alchemy this or eternal. See the mm. eternal alchemy. They're eternal always saying alchemy. it. But I didn't really realize how deep it impacted their, their society. Their how, how deep of a thought it really was. The eternal <laughs> alchemy. The eternal alchemy. All that is, was, and all that was, is, or isn't. I don't know. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Spirits of the wild protect Spirits me. of the wild. 
So they historically lived beneath the surface, creating cities over areas of high magic concentration. Using the magic web of eternal alchemy, they create doorways. Mm-hmm. These doorways are now known as Asura Gates, which we use to easily travel around the world, world of Tyria. Mm-hmm. Yep. But creating these doorways in the first place is where things start to go wrong for our fuzzy little friends. <laughs> of course. One of their six great cities was built over a very magical hotspot that just so happened to be the resting place of the Elder Dragon Primordus. Of course, why not? Why not? Why not? Well, I think they thought he was just a statue. Oh. But really what was going on was that he was just a... Taking a nap? Unlucky, to say the least. I'd say so. So, in the year 1076, where a year that a lot of shit goes wrong in Guild Wars, <laughs> I've noticed that date coming back up and recurring with the awakening of the dragons, at least the first stirrings. In 1076, Primordus stirred and sent destroyers pouring into the city of Quora Sum. Some of the Assyrians escaped through their portals, but the destroyers followed them. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. And all of their, I'm not sure of all of them, but most of their cities were lost. We do get to go back and explore Ratanovis okay. in Guild Wars 2, mm -hmm. but not before purging it of destroyers. Damn. So it gives a brief window into, into the history there. That's crazy. Cities lost to the destroyers. Okay. Six of them. Six of them. Should have shut down the gates. Yeah. I would I would very much like to see that come to life someday. Maybe go back in and check out an old... I guess we did get to see it, so I'm just kind of asking for a rehashing. But I want to see it in its glory. I could just go to Radisson. That's That's true. But... I feel like there's just a part of me that's missing without seeing that. I mean, it'd be really cool. Either way. What does the eternal alchemy care of the thoughts of just another Buka? <laughs> so, with the destroyers doing just as their name suggests, mm. the Assyrians use their big brains and decide that they need to head to the surface, where they settle Radasum, which is where they have since uh, settled their capital city, and rebuilt it in the grandeur of its six great predecessors. Okay. So if you're out there and you haven't played Guild Wars or you're new to the game and haven't played in Asirin and made your way over there, there is a fancy, shiny, cube, physics-defying city floating. Yeah, it looks like a big cube on its side. And you can go check that out. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. There's a lot of layers to it. Um... And it just looks crazy, honestly. Like, if you just, like, stare at it and think about, like, the little Surins made this, that's pretty freaking gnarly. It really goes to show how much ArenaNet wanted to showcase the command that their Magitech, or magic, or whatever you want to call it, their tinkerings in science affect the physical world of Guild Wars. What kind of power their 
drive creates. Mm -hmm. And it's quite impressive. Yeah. So Radis Sum has a bit of a hierarchy because these proud these <laughs> these proud little assholes couldn't <laughs> live without having someone better than somebody else. Uh-huh. And these proud little Buddhists. These proud little Buddhists. So they're the head of the government for Radisum is the Arcane Council. And more or less it's just people who are the head of their field. So like experts and yeah. whatever. Basically the Arcane Council is it's government by the collectively elected smartest okay. of each different field. Under them, they have the peacemakers, who are kind of like the police. And then I really like the name on this one, the Arcane Eye, hmm. which are the secret police. The secret police. The Saren secret police. Oh my, okay. Yeah. I played through their campaign, and I don't know if the peacemakers and Arcane Eye really have too much to do with it. I could be talking out of my ass, though. I wouldn't know. And instead of having government projects through actual government agencies, they rely on small and efficient private units called crews. Hmm. Okay. They just manipulated Terry Crews into doing it. <laughs> he's big and he's strong. He could get the work done way faster than a team of a Saren. Oh, hands down. He's making a ton of money, too, keeping it private. No government contracts for Terry Crews. On the DL, no tax. <laughs> Have you seen the picture online that's Terry Crews in the Seraph armor? No. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of him. Oh, my. They just photoshopped him over over top of Logan Thackeray. Oh, dear. No, but I, I want to. I'll I want to for sure. I'll post it on the Instagram and Twitter and stuff. I'll, I'll get that one out there because it's that pretty People funny. need to see this. It's pretty old, but it's it's still a good one. We'll we'll check it out. Okay. Terry Crews <laughs> has brokered a new alliance with the Assyrians. Man, that that man just keeps going up. He just keeps going. Successful. Damn. So there are three colleges that you can be a part of. During the Assyrian character creation, you get to choose if you want to be part of the College of Dynamics, Statics, or Synergetics. Dynamics, as the name would would lend, mm -hmm. it's more about movement, spontaneous things, experimentation, and okay. they kind of run on the philosophy that failure is only a failure if you don't learn something from it. Okay. It's a little more chaotic there. Sure. Statics is more thoughtful, kind of a measure twice and cut once mentality. And their main focus is on large stationary structures, like, for example, Radisson, the mm. city. It's not going anywhere, I hope. I hope so, too. But still, it takes a lot of engineering to pull something off quite like that. Yeah, that that is a very complicated uh, sit, race city. The third, Synergetics, is a little um, less tangible than the other two. It's sort of a field of metaphysics, And people who study under this college are somewhat discredited at, uh, just based on the 
sort of amorphous nature of the work. Okay. Are they like seen kind of in a bad light or like that not not taboo but sort of shunned kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's probably more of like a or unconventional. Unconventional. That that's good. I think it's sort of like an Edison to Tesla kind of comparison. Okay. Even though I'm even out of my depth just speaking about that. <laughs> It just seemed a little more abstract and less um, tangible. So they do a lot of work with the ley lines and things mm. that, like the flow of magic through the world, things that are not exactly inventions, but still have shown, have made our lives that much easier. That much easier. For sure. I would not Play wanna... like lighting? Oh, Nice. They've given us an actual reason why we can fast travel in Guild Wars One. They just, yeah, they just, we just had to accept that that's how it was. <laughs> we got to, which was cool, but they finally snuck it in the lore. <laughs> there is another fringe group of Asurans known as the Inquest, and basically, <laughs> these are the notes that I have written down for the Inquest. They are cheap, shady, and effective. <laughs> okay. Cheap, shady, and effective. Okay. When the Arcane Council has a project that might be a little too dangerous to partake in, in the labs of Radisson or the colleges or anything too close to home, they'll employ the the inquest to go off and just do it. <laughs> just, just go do that. We'll turn a blind eye to it. You guys will do some weird science and then come back to us with the answer. Interesting. Interesting. They are frowned upon a bit. Um, I know a few characters in Guild Wars 2 despise them. Mm-hmm. Tiny. I always thought the Inquest were sort of... I don't... I, th- I thought, to me, they were like depicted as like a villainous nature. They are. They are. And in Crucible of Eternity, I believe that they are the enemies. Mm-hmm. So there's no real love for them, but in Asurian society, uh, they just want smart people, and it's they kind they of, deal with them. It's kind of how it's kind of similar to how the sons of Svanir are still allowed to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Reside in Holbrack. All they care about is their, their results. Yeah, it's pretty neat. How, how neat is that? Pretty neat. It's real neato. <laughs> so Tony. Mm-hmm. We have come to the best part of the episode where I make Tony do fantasy character voices. Let's hear your best little furry subterranean mole rat oh, voice. Alright. Here we go. Here comes trouble. I'm busy. Oh, great. Another buka. <laughs> Why are you bothering me? You need me? <laughs> those That's are, all I got. <laughs> those are a throwback to Guild Wars 1. Those are all of the greetings that NPCs will give you when you have a very low reputation with the Assyrians. Oh, yes. The reputation I forgot. Don't even try to talk to him if you haven't got any experience. And then once you've maxed it out, 
I have uh, a few others. When you approach them, they're still not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because deep down you're still a buka. They'll say things like, well, this isn't too bad, but they'll say, Excelsior, <laughs> or how can you help me? <laughs> I like that one. How can That's you help one. me? How can you help me? Or they might say something like, ah, another opportunity. <laughs> or they might just throw another slur at you. Instead of saying, oh, great, another buka, they'll say something along the lines of, good day, buka. <laughs> so a little nicer, a little nicer. And the final one. Hello, my foolish friend. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. Kind of jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. Very condescending. You're right. But I'm down. I'm down with it still. They they cut out the slurs in Guild Wars 2. I have not been called a buka once yet. Did they? Yeah, well, I mean, it's been 200 years since they've been on the surface. Done some personal growth as a race. Yeah. Progressive growths there the peacemakers got up in there and were like all right guys we need to stop this everyone needs to calm down terry cruz is looking pretty pissed every time you call him a buka and <laughs> we're smart but he's have you seen those muscles have you seen those muscles dance he smells like old spice he does he smells like old spice oh man funny little fiery dudes for sure this brings us to Tony's New Player Advice Corner. Like I said, it was a little bit light on the lore this week. Basically, all we need to know is that they lived underground, they made the gates, and shit went wrong, and the gates perpetuated that bullshit, so they had to go to the surface. Mm-hmm. That's, make make what, it's now, what is now Radisson. That's pretty much it. So let's get on to the New Player Advice. All right. For this week, we have, for you new players, you can, when you create a character, um, you can go into PvP, and it's okay if you don't have anything geared, because armor does not matter in it. So you can PvP at level 2. Everything go, Everyone gets bumped up to 80, and everyone's stats are the same. Um, you can select, uh, you have amulets, or everyone's base stats are the same. You can select amulets and runes, and sigils to go with your weapons that are also base stats are the same. Um, yeah. And you can get reward tracks. Uh, pick your reward tracks. Get materials. Sometimes you'll get higher uh, equipment. You can unlock um, some like dungeon skins. It's like the final uh, yeah. reward. It's... The whole system of PvP rewards is uh, fairly lucrative as well. Yeah, it can be for sure. Maybe that is just for ranked PvP, but I'm not sure. I haven't done unranked in so long. I know. I haven't played an unranked in forever. If you're new and you feel like you have a competitor's spirit, PvP awaits. You don't have to be level 80, and you just might pick up a few tomes of knowledge along the way. And it's great for getting your sort of coordination going. The game is very hard. So when you're against other players, it kind of forces you to to learn quick. Instead of a game being a million miles wide and one inch deep, this game is not super wide. 
I guess. It's a, it's regular width, but it's fairly deep when you actually break into all of the the things you need to do. I'm sure we'll talk in all the some, gameplay, yeah. The dodge rolling, um, mm-hmm. faking weapon swapping. There's all sorts of stuff that we could talk about. Um, maybe we'll save it for next week because it's kind of a lot. But I'd like to talk about combo fields that don't get enough love. Um, and there's just a lot to it. So if you do feel like you're overwhelmed as well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. Because there's some stuff I don't even know for combo fields. There's so many of them. If you're having fun, you're doing it right. It's very true. And that's it for the, the show. Tony, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get on to the plugs? No. No, I think that's about it. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun and enjoy the game. The game's very beautiful. All right. So you can tweet at us at Lore's Guild. Check out our Instagram at Guild Lore's Podcast. You can email us at guildlorespodcast at gmail.com. You can reach Tony in game at cartoonlink.com. Dot six one eight zero, or myself at trogdormama.4903. We have a guild. We don't know our lore. We're a guild recruiting new players. Um, generally, uh, I tend to play late night on Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that gels with anyone out there. Hopefully it does, and hopefully we can link up and get you ready for end of dragons yeah we have like sort of a late night schedule usually when we get on sometimes our our online time is very sporadic sometimes but that's the point of getting us into the guild maybe you can link up with someone else who plays around your time that's right this is kind of a guild to graduate as well Mm -hmm. uh you can't have up to five five six guilds five guilds you can have five guilds at a time um this is one that you you may or may not stick around in you know if which you, is fine if you get your bearings you just add us on friends list you get your bearings in the game you feel like you don't need the help anymore take off spread your wings fly, fly. we're here to build the community fly my child fly Every, yeah just get your balls go your, your balls your bearings <laughs> get your balls get your boy. balls going get your balls going you heard get it the ball here first everyone <laughs> get your balls going thank you for listening. Spirits of the Wild protect you. Spirits of the Wild. Spirits of the Wild. And we will see you in Tyria. Later, Pukas. Get your balls going. Get your balls going.